I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who we have tonight? Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? Hi, I'm Allie Raisman. I've been living with migraine for a while. As an athlete and gymnast, I was taught to just power through the pain. Now I use Ubrelvi or Ubrojapan to treat my migraine attacks. As soon as I feel a migraine attack, I take Ubrelvi, which provides me with quick relief. Once I get relief, I go on with my day. I'm partnering with Ubrelvi to share my migraine story. Ubrelvi quickly stops migraine in its tracks within two hours without worrying where you are. Most people had quick pain relief within two hours. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for prevention. It's available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Most common side effects are nausea and tiredness. My hope is that by sharing my migraine story and the relief I get from Ubrelvi, it can help someone else. Ask your doctor about Ubrel-V, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn more at ubrelv.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by AbV. And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. Joseph Myrick is a predator I've caught who marks a lot of firsts in our predator investigations. He showed up in Fortson, Georgia in July of 2006. You may recall it was a pretty successful operation down there. A little rough because there was a wildfire in California and some of the social media platforms were down. We had to interrupt our investigation in the middle, but we came back. And so did Joseph Myrick. Myrick, if you don't recall, was the first guy to ever show up in a predator investigation in a large commercial vehicle. A semi-truck, 
cab. He didn't have the trailer, but he had the, the big truck cab. Now, we had a guy show up in our last investigation in Michigan, which will be part of our new takedown predator investigations that we'll have on True Blue, the new crime streaming network out this fall. He showed up in a huge dump truck. Same idea. He's a landscaper, and he just picked up the big truck at the machine shop, getting it fixed, and decided he'd pop by to meet a teenage girl. Anyway, there'll be more on that very soon. Back to Joseph Myrick. Well, he was a long-haul trucker, and he had access to this cab. And that is, in fact, what he drove all the way from suburban Atlanta to our Stinghouse in Fortson, Georgia, just north of Columbus, Georgia. Now, the other thing I remember about Joseph Myrick was his not-so-clever screen name. And this is one of the benefits of having the podcast now and going back over all of this stuff because I can tell you things and I can say things that I was not able to say on TV. One of which is Joseph Myrick's screen name. I hope this doesn't offend you. It's darkly humorous, I think. The screen name is Dick Hungwell 64. I kid you not. Dick Hungwell 64. What a guy. 64, I think, more refers to the year in which he was born as opposed to how well he's hung, this Dick Hungwell. But that's what he was using when he was chatting in one of the rooms on July 18th, 2006 at 9.40 p.m. And that's when he spots a perverted justice decoy posing as a 15-year-old girl named Natasha. Interestingly, the contributor, the adult who is conducting this chat, posing as the child, is Xavier Van Ert who's the founder of Perverted Justice, the online watchdog group with which we worked on so many investigations in the early Predator cases. They did a fine job. Good people on a good mission. They're no longer together for a lot of different reasons, but I think of them often. So Dick Hungwell, Joseph Myrick, sees the decoy the girl posing as a 15-year-old. And this is his opening line. Ready? Please excuse my intrusion. Hi, I'm Joe, a single white male, 41, and I'd like to say I think you're an attractive woman indeed, as well as sexy. I'll not intrude again, though. Now, you'll meet Joe in just a little bit, and... (laughs) He probably isn't the most educated guy. In fact, he's a little bit hard to understand the person. And there's a reason for that. And it's all part of the backstory that I'll tell you about. But it's a, you know, not an offensive line, I suppose. Sounds well rehearsed. I think he's been down this road before. Natasha says, wow, thanks. LOL, he says, you're welcome. Don't be shocked. Hell, I'm sure most men think the same. Natasha I don't know, most think I'm black, so that's bad, or whatever. What's your ASL? She asks. I'm 41, south side of Atlanta, in Fayetteville. 
And if they think that because you're black, then they're just ignorant and weren't raised right. Now, this particular profile is a a black girl, which doesn't really change anything, except we were in the South. And her story is that she had experienced some racism online. But I have to tell you, and this is an interesting side note that really matters not in terms of investigating child predators, but we didn't see a lot of racism with this particular profile. For what it's worth, Dick Hungwell, 64, continues, I'm 5'11", 170 pounds, natural tan, hazel eyes, hairy chest and stomach. Well, that's, that's a lot of information there. She's back to the racism thing. Yeah, a lot of people weren't raised right. 15, female, north of Columbus, she says. Well, we won't talk about them, LOL. She says, LOL, good, smiley face. I'm maybe an hour from Columbus, not far at all. Wow, that's cool, she says. So can I ask, am I too old for you to talk to and all? LOL, you're not a grandpa. I know that's right, LOL. I'm damn healthy and active. Keep a young mind and spirit, then you'll be fine. LOL, cool then, she says. Yeah, age is just a number. N-U-M-B-A-H. That's what Alia is saying. It's just like color. Ain't me nothing. You're right. So we're good then, he says. Yeah, all good to me. So what are your interests? Trap, yes. What do you mean? Well, as long as it's good to you, that's all that matters, I'd say. Yeah, what's your name? You got a pick? As in, what do you like, he asks, to do for fun? It don't matter if it's just going out or even if it's of the adult nature. Now, this is where he starts probing about sex of the adult nature. I'm not shy. Me, I don't like clubs. Too much noise. I kind of like the one-on-one walks and talks. You can learn a lot that way. I bet he's going to try to learn a lot about this 15-year-old girl. Just to drive the point home that she's underage, I can't go to clubs, she says. I ain't old enough to. And there's not much to do here. I like going to Jamaica. Hmm. Yeah, you're in a bad place for fun, no doubt. But there's fun to be had at the right times. Again, another little subtle probing about having sex with an underage girl. So I take it you live at home. Yeah, most 15-year-olds do. Yeah, I live with my mom, she says. It's cool. I asked only because if it were to happen, if it were to happen, I think it's safe to say he's talking about sex, and we were going to hook up. I don't want you to get in trouble. And well, I just say what we say and talk about is our business. In other words, don't tell your mom, because I'm going to start talking about having sex with you, sexual positions and things like that, which he indeed does. I'm not saying we are now, but just if, LOL. Natasha says, yeah, I know. I wouldn't want to get in trouble either. I know what's what. I'm sure, though, it could be worked out if it happened, he says. But I honestly do think you're attractive and damn sexy. She's 15. You're 41. Thanks, that's nice to hear for a change, she says. I like hearing that. Well, it's only true, he says. I'd think you'd hear it a lot. Nah, it's tough online. Not many black guys and a lot of racist guys. Back to the racial theme. 
so I get called lots of names. So yeah, like I said, it's nice to hear nice things. Now, this fits the profile of a 15-year-old who's out of her element. Vulnerable, certainly. And you're going to hear Dick Hungwell, 64, prey upon that vulnerability. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Question. When you're doing a Google search, DM, or swiping a dating app, have you ever worried you'd wind up murdered? Yeah, you may want to reconsider. I'm Patricia Brown, but you can call me Patches. While many online encounters lead to exciting new relationships, some become devastating dates with death. The droplets of blood, the way that the vehicle was left. By doing what's called a ping, you can locate the last time that cell phone data was accessed. I Met My Murderer Online is the only true crime podcast to tell the tragic tales of how the internet can lead the unsuspecting into deadly encounters. I just cut a young woman into 14 pieces, but that was absolutely no sleep for me that night. If you are a fan of true crime, then you have to listen to I Met My Murderer Online. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. To me, black women and white women are sexy, but in different ways. Wow, what insight. Cool, she says. And I've found that people that are thought to be what they call fine and all that are usually shallow and self-absorbed. Fuck them, he says. LOL. Yeah, they're not good at all, she confirms. I think I have an advantage, too. I was raised by eight females, so I learned a lot, LOL. Hell, I heard some things I didn't want to hear on accident, though, LOL. Okay, now he's, you know, going to know all about the female psyche, apparently. This Dick Hungwell, 64. It wasn't easy. I bet that's a lot of people, she says. Well, you know, a brother has to stick up for his sisters. LOL. What a job. So you're single? He asks. She's 15. Single now. Cool. Don't take this wrong, okay, but... I wouldn't care, lol. I'd still say what I think. That's cool. I mean, if you like me, that'd be the way you should be. Yep. Though it don't matter if I like people or not, I always say what I think. Well, he's going to say what he thinks, all right. The first black woman I knew told me when she met me, she thought I was just another racist until she talked to me and we hung out. It was great after that, he said. Yeah, it's good to meet nice white people. Thanks for thinking I'm not a jerk. I think I'm a good man. A good man? (coughs) Maybe not racist, but a predator. That's for sure. Can I ask you a very personal question, he says? Sure, ask anything. I ain't scared. LOL, okay. Well, I do think you're damn sexy and was wanting to know if you have had sex. And if it bothers you, I'm being forward. Yeah, I'm not a virgin. I've had it, and I don't care that you're being forward. It makes me feel nice. Hell, hon, I saw your pick and thought, damn, I bet she had a person. Cool. Thanks. Did you just see the one or all of them? I didn't know there were more, he says. Yeah, on my MySpace, remember this is 2006, or in my Yahoo Picks folder thingy. The one was enough to know you're damn sexy. Thanks. Thanks for your honest answer to my question. Honest answer from a 15-year-old girl. 
Anytime it's just a question, I don't mind. Makes me feel good. And the conversation continues, and it gets more sexual. If we were to hook up, it'd be our business and no one else's, right? LOL, yeah, I wouldn't want to get grounded. LOL, yeah, that'd suck. And this, again, is an example of how these guys tried to speak the language of somebody much younger, of a child, a vulnerable child, in order to try to exploit them sexually. And that's exactly what's going on here. Well, we have no problems, he says. Cool, she says. I would like to hook up, but not unless you're okay with it and want to. If not, we can sure be friends. Mm -hmm. Friends with benefits, maybe. Then he says, and don't take this the wrong way, but when I'm with a female, I like to make them feel special, and I spoil them while we're together for the time we are, and I'd spoil you if allowed. And, well, I don't mean for that to sound degrading. Honest is best. Nothing less. You're just sexy and have a nice personality, and I'd really like to see you. He doesn't have a pick, he says, but describes his hair as long but clean and in a ponytail. In fact, it was when he showed up. Then he's talking about her wardrobe in her pics. So those pics, do you have any other sexy things like that, Tom? Talking about a wardrobe. Not really. Mama don't let me go to good stores. Just the top, mostly. I wouldn't think she'd let you. LOL. Can't blame her, though. You look too hot in something that you get in those stores. I'm not saying they're bad, LOL. I don't think they're bad, she says. I like it when people stare. Cool. Hell, I'd stare at you all the time, actually. We can buy things, though, LOL. I was going to get her clothes, dress up as little girl for sex. You choose and I buy, okay? Wow, that sounds good. You're really generous. No, I just know when I'm attracted to a person, and I like to make them see, know, and feel that I truly am. That's awesome. I like the way you think, she says. Now we have to figure out how and when we can get together. That's your job, LOL, he says. That sounds like a big job, she says. Not for me, but on your end, it is. But it's possible. More talk about her living with her mom and how they're going to get around that. He says he wants to get together as soon as she can. All this, of course, is taking place with the... Decoy, who Dick Hungwell thinks is a 15-year-old girl, knowing that he's a convicted felon. He's been in trouble for a number of things going back years, and I'll get to that in a minute. There's more talk about how nice her pictures are. She says, thanks, you can kind of see my booty in that one pic. Yeah, kind of, he says. Not all the way, but it's kind of, yeah. I think it's one of my good features. He says, good enough to imagine. I bet you look great at lace, too. LOL, I don't have any of that. You will, LOL. Again, he's back to wanting to dress her up to fulfill his fantasy. The thing is, he says, you've not actually had a man that really sees your sexiness and eroticness. I guess that's a sort of a word. And one that wants to show you how desirable you are. She's going to be the teacher now. I'd bring you lacy things anytime. Well, awesome, she says. 
goes on to describe the different kinds of lacy things he's going to bring. And then he asks, you ever been with a white man? No, is that bad? Not at all. Just my ex, that's all. I hadn't with a black girl till the first time. It's cool that you like us. The media don't seem to. The media don't like nobody. Well, he's going to get a taste of that. Just a little bit here. I can't believe that as fine as you are, no one has ever pleased you with oral sex. Damn. No, my ex was like, let's do other stuff. Your ex was gay then, he says. Wasn't. He just lazy. LOL. Well, hon, I do find you hot and sexy and want very much to see you. And if you're comfortable with it, see you over and over. Lazy don't get it, he says. You'll love the oral, though. LOL, unless you're just big talk and secret lazy guy, she says. Not to worry. I am, as I say. I'll have to show you, he says. Gonna show me good, LOL? Yep, I sure am. Depends on what. There's some stuff I don't think I want to do, she says. We'd not do anything you didn't want to, hon. I just don't like pain. Does it hurt? She asks. I want you to do what you like and nothing more. I don't do pain, he says. No, it don't hurt at all. Not at all. Oh, so you won't hurt me with it? No way, he says. I've always been told that I'm damn near perfect at oral, he says, and that been my favorite thing to do to get you worked up and hot. Yeah, I bet that would work me up, says the 15-year-old girl. Wham-bam is for guys that only want to please themselves, he says. Yeah. I want you pleased. And then there's more talk of the details of their proposed rendezvous. He talks about the environment, like in a room with low lights and candlelight, a warm, soothing bath or shower, and then a sensual, slow, seductive massage to start. I think I could please you like you have not been. He gives her her cell phone number. Then they're going to have a conversation. Now, this is interesting because after this first conversation, which, you know, constituted online solicitation of a minor, he disappears. This was the first guy to actually chat with a decoy, with this particular decoy, during this sting. And it sure sounded at that point like he was going to come over. But he went dark for almost a week, really. And we kind of thought that he had, you know, wised up, made a moral decision, decided it was a bad idea. Or maybe he got suspicious that it was to catch a predator with Chris Hansen or law enforcement. Because he'll reference the show later. But a week or so goes by, almost exactly a week, and here he is again. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You know, I'm often asked how I and my team deal with the very dark subject matter we sometimes report about. And the answer is very simple. Many of us employ the services of BetterHelp with great success. 
Let me give you an example. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That's how our brains work. So why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. You need to talk about issues that are affecting you. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. Just taking a break from life in general. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp works so well because it's tailored to your needs. Not everybody is the same, obviously. Everybody's got different issues and problems that need to be addressed. And you can reach out to BetterHelp and find what you need to be healthy. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in less than 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Hanson. That's BetterHelp.com slash Hanson. Good morning. I'm sorry for not being on last week. I was in North and South Dakota, Minnesota, and that area is bad. I just couldn't get a reception. So I miss talking to you and hope to do so today, tomorrow. I'm home for a couple days and was wondering if what you're doing the next two days. You can call me if you want or catch me on here. So he was on a long haul trip in an area where there wasn't great cell service. And that's where he was. But now he's back. And his talk of him taking her for a ride in the truck the girl actually going on trips with him, living with him in the truck during a trip. Then he says, you know, I thought a few times that if we keep it going and are smart about it, which means not getting caught, and when you're 18, if we are good and you want then, heck, you could travel with me sometime, but we'll see how things go. What an offer. Decoy says, that's cool. That's probably fun. I do think we are smart enough to keep us private, though. Again, he wants to make sure he's not going to get caught. More talk about how he respects women, how he wants to please her. We'll be okay, he says, and not have problems because we are able to be open 100%. Now he's trying to close the deal, and honestly, if you were able to, I'd take you with me on trips now. But hey, if we're still together when you can, I will. And well... I'd like to take care of you and make you feel secure and provided for at some point. But we'll cross that bridge when and if we get to it. I just don't want to run you off and only want to have something special. And well, I don't want to just fuck and go. I'd like to be more. This, though, will be whatever you want. I will be your friend regardless. And knowing you some and getting to know you more, I will be as good to you as I know how to be. And then... I ain't gonna miss out on you for anything. Says he's going to be her teddy bear. They're gonna hang out and taste the honey. Finally, on July 26th, 2006, round noon. All right, hon, I'm walking out the door in about three minutes. I'll see you ASAP. Let's just let things go as they have this far and everything will fall into place. And we'll have a very, very good time at 
no regrets. He's expecting that mom's gone. She's home alone. And now we see this massive truck pull up into the driveway of our sting home in Fortune, Georgia. All right, Amanda, a tractor trailer coming down the road. Get ready. Now, this is a massive semi-tractor. The trailer's not attached. It's the tractor part of it. It's got a sleeping compartment. It's got that big aerodynamic second story, if you will. And he pulls in. It's diesel, obviously, so it's rumbling. And so, perverted justice and the sheriff's department are trying to stay in position. And we have an on-site decoy, Amanda, who is going to flag him in. But you can't communicate with him until he turns the truck off because it's so loud. All right, he's here. Let him turn off the engine. He won't be able to hear anything until he cuts the engine. Let's let him get down. And he hops down. Literally, you know, it's, it's several feet hot. And he hops down. And he starts heading to the house. The on-site decoy goes into the next room saying she's going to get some laundry out. He makes himself comfortable at the kitchen island and has a sip of a beverage. And she says, wow, that's a big truck. How do you, how do you drive that? Now, Myrick talks really fast in a southern accent. And it's a little hard to hear them. In fact, when we did the original episode with him in some parts we actually had to put subtitles in I mean he talked like a cartoon character almost sort of looked like a cartoon character had the beard long hair, trucker cap he said it's like driving a car really this big rig that's a big truck you got how do you drive that thing well I mean it's like driving a car well, I would love to go for a ride sometime. Well, I'd, I'd love to take you. She says she'd like to go for a ride sometime. She says, well, I'd love to take you. But the only ride Joseph Myrick is going to take on this day is the ride to the Harris County Sheriff's Department because I'm about to walk into the kitchen from another room. Where exactly were you going to uh, take her in that truck of yours? Well, I was just going to take her around, you know, see, you know, see certain places, you know, to like, to her. Like where? That's hard to hear, but what he says is he's just going to take her around, you know, to certain places, y'all. Now, he's nervous. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. She just want to go for a ride. I take her for a ride. I mean, nothing, you know, I mean, no, I ain't meaning no harm or trying to do nothing. I shouldn't be doing Take her for a ride. Don't mean no harm or nothing. No trying to, you know, be no idiot no pervert or nothing. I'm no pervert or nothing, he says. We'll see. I confront him with the transcripts, and he seems to be surprised says, oh, did I? As in, oh, did I say that? You say, well, I do think you're damn sexy and was wanting to know if you have oh. ever had sex. Oh, did I? Yes, you did. Yeah, well, I yeah. have it all right here, well, so you might as well just tell me right now. I ain't disputing I think you probably have a very nice ass as well. I just fell into the conversation. I ain't going to see you talking no excuses for it. I just fell into the conversation, he says. I ain't going to make no excuses for it. Well... There really aren't any excuses, Joseph. Things I said, I fell into the conversation. It was, she totally, uh, it, it was wrong. And, uh... and he admits to me 
what he did was wrong. You say, yeah, I'll be your bear, and we bears like tasting honey. When you read it back to me like that right there, and I realize what I said, no, you're right. Then he says, when you read it back to me like that at all, you're right. As in, it doesn't look good. What do you think would have happened if I wasn't here? And oh, in I, fact, a 15-year-old girl was here. I told myself, I get in here to sit and just talk to her. You know, you just said you were going to take her for a ride in the truck. If she wanted to go, man, she would... How do you think a girl's father would feel if, if a 40-year-old man took a 15-year-old girl for a ride I, in a truck? He'd be uh, upset. And, and he'd so, be justified but, with it. Oh, he, he would. And he admits that if he were the father, he wouldn't be too happy with a guy like him walking in here for sex. Now I ask him if he owns that truck outside. You own that rig yourself? No, sir. So you work for a company that owns that rig? Yes, sir. And how do you think they'd take to the fact you're out driving that rig around going to meet a 15-year-old girl? Well, they, 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 would look, they would look at it only as in a bad note. Look at it, you know, a bad note. Like the way it actually looks. You know what's wrong? It was foolish. It was foolish. It was the wrong thing to do, and it, you know, it won't happen again. It was foolish. It was the wrong thing to do, and it will never happen again, he says. Well, I hear that a lot. I know you got a job to do, and I, it, you know, I see it all the time. And, uh, you see what all the time? On, on, on news reports. And then he makes an admission that startles me. After all this chatting online, after driving more than an hour in a semi-truck to meet a 15-year-old girl, he says he sees these kinds of stories on news reports all the time. I'm assuming he's talking about to catch a predator, but maybe, you know, he's seen it on local news where people get busted by the police. That could be too. He never elaborated. And then I tell him exactly who I am and what we're doing. Remove all doubt. You've seen stories on television news about yeah, guys yeah, coming yeah, over to meet yeah, underage yeah, yeah. kids. Yes, sir, but I, and, uh, I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC, and we're doing a story on adults yes, who try to meet young teens on the Internet. If there's anything else you'd like to tell us, we're happy to hear it. And if not, you're obviously welcome to walk out the door you came in. I told myself on the way down here, just talk to her, you know, and just stay away from the, uh, the uh, sexual overtones. He's not making a lot of sense at this point. He says he was just going to talk to her and stay away from the sexual overtones. Well, it's a little late for that, Joseph. He leaves after the camera crew comes out and I ask him if there's anything else he wants to say and walks out the front door of our home and into the arms of the task force working this investigation. Harris County Sheriff's, some federal agents, and some Georgia state investigators. Get on the ground, now. All the way down. All the way down. Yes, sir. And the task force... Officers, agents, handcuffed Joseph Myrick. He doesn't resist at all. And it turns out this is far from the only time he's been handcuffed. After the sting, I interviewed the Harris County, Georgia Sheriff, Mike Jolly. Great guy. Wonderful lawman. Everybody was very professional in this investigation. And the judges didn't play either, but I'll get to that in a minute. Turns out that Joseph Myrick had quite the criminal history, which the sheriff described to me in an interview. This individual, uh, Joseph Myrick, he's had 11 prior arrests. 11 prior arrests. 11 prior arrests. It could range from possession of drugs to uh, simple battery to theft. Pretty good little record that we have on him. Started as early as uh, 
1983. So Mario's taken away, and they've got this massive semi-truck parked in the driveway. We got to get it out of there. We don't have to get it out of there. The law enforcement's got to get it out of there. So they got to find somebody with a CDL. Now, we know this is coming, so they prepared. But they searched the truck first, and, and now we get a potential explanation why he was Balkan like cartoon character. Sure enough, they find cocaine tucked away in a pack of cigarettes or a cigarette pack. He got charged with that too. And later when he's interviewed by the sheriffs, he's going to indicate that maybe he had a cocaine problem and that's why he acted the way he did. Take a listen. I'm, I'm going to tell you like it is. When I talk about times I did talk to her, under the influence of cocaine, both times he talked to her, he said, I'm sure he was drunk the cocaine, but I don't buy that as an excuse to you. And then the detective asks him the obvious question. Do you have kids? No, I have nieces and nephews. Well, what would you do if somebody did this to one of your nieces or nephews? And he says, do you want an honest answer? I'm going to play it here, but just so you know what he says, I'd kill him. That's what he says. Do you have any kids? I'm not sure I got nieces and nephews. How would you feel if somebody did this thing? You want an honest answer? Honest answer. I want to kill him. He shows up in court wearing that striped inmate outfit of the Harris County Sheriff's Department Jail. I'm going to set the criminal attempt child molestation at 15000 the possession of controlled substance, 5000 So he's locked up, both for the attempted solicitation of a child and for the cocaine. Myrick pleaded guilty in February 2007 to attempted child molestation and attempted statutory rape. He was sentenced to 10 years, but a, a mandatory five that he actually had to serve in prison. He served that five. Sentence was followed by 15 years probation. He was represented by an attorney who said that Decoy posed as a 15-year-old girl when chatting online. Well, we knew that. And then he says, let's say they used a 16-year-old girl. There wouldn't have been anything illegal about that. She began the sexual conversation. Do I think he's some horrible sexual predator? He doesn't have any record of that. The 15-year-old continued to push for it, ask for it, didn't want it to stop. So she begged a predator to sexually assault her, I guess is what this lawyer is getting at. But it's, none of it matters because that's not what happened. No wonder he pleaded guilty. He seemed to be inferring that his client was somehow set up, but that's not the case. We know that. The protections were in place. In 2014, Myra got 80 days in jail for violating his probation because he didn't register as a sex offender. It doesn't seem like he was dodging authorities. It seems more that he was homeless and sleeping in different places. Life has not been kind to Joseph Myrick. In 2020, he successfully petitioned the court to allow him to live with relatives who had minor children. So he moved in with a family who had underage daughters. The court allowed that. I've seen the documents. He's bounced around between homelessness and staying in hotels since he got out in 2012. Obviously, that makes it difficult to make his parole officer aware of his living location. We tried to track him down to hear directly from Joseph Myrick. 
Dick Hungwell, 64. He has a registered address in Georgia because he is still a registered sex offender and he will be for life. He's got another year of probation. We were unable to, to find a number. Joseph, if you hear this, you, like everybody else who listens to this podcast, can reach me at chris at predatorpodcast.com. In the meantime, I am very happy with all of you who have reached out to me with your questions and your audio files. And I realize this takes a minute out of your day, not only listening to this podcast, but thinking about it, digesting it, and sharing with me your curiosity about it and all the predator investigations and even the new ones that we're doing. This week's question comes from Colin in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Chris, this is Colin from Columbus, Ohio. Just want to say a huge fan of the podcast and your shows. Keep up the awesome work. My question for you is, I recently watched some of the new footage of the most recent Sting, and while I thought it was phenomenal as always, I was just wondering why it is that you've started arresting people before the interview as opposed to doing it the other way around because by the time they're in handcuffs they already know what's going on and they know they can't get out of it but in the old uh, hvp and tcap style stings there's a lot more revealing footage when you see them a talking to the decoy and b talking to you before they know exactly what's going on so i was just wondering is the new format is it a safety thing is there a legal reason behind it Again, huge fan. Thanks for the awesome work and can't wait for new stings and podcasts. Thank you, Colin. And I'm glad you asked that question. The particular predator footage you're talking about is on my YouTube channel. Have a seat with Chris Hansen. And it, it's the case of Todd Baracco. He was a police officer in mid-Michigan. He'd also been a school administrator. A lot of contact with kids. And the reason why he was arrested before we did the interview is because he tried to bolt. And we do each investigation with as much ability as we can muster to be able to call an audible. But when somebody bolts and the sheriff's department, in this case, the Genesee County Sheriff Department's ghost team, secures him, then I get a chance to ask him questions. And what you're getting at, Colin, is a very good point. It's something that we try to balance between television production, showing something that is satisfying to the viewer, something that has intellectual integrity and some sort of feel about it in terms of not necessarily having this guy know what's going on until I can ask the questions. And so the short answer is we do have some of the new predator investigations in the traditional style. So even in that particular investigation in which Todd Baracco surfaced, we have cases where guys came in and I do the interviews before they get arrested, just like we've always done. But in the cases where they bolt or where there becomes a security issue, a safety issue, law enforcement does secure the scene. And so it's a collaborative effort and it requires a great deal of flexibility on the part of me and my crew. Now, we decided to put the Todd Baracco 
segment or short version of that, there's much more to come on the YouTube channel just to let people know, hey, this is what we're doing. It was obviously time sensitive in a way because it had made headlines in Michigan because he was a cop. But we have many more that we're holding on to that we're producing for the premiere of True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U. True Blue is my new streaming crime network that's coming out in November. We'll have more information in the weeks to come. But that's where all the new Predator investigations will go. And again, it's a combination. Sometimes I interview the guy before he knows what's happening. And amazingly, and I have to tell you this, amazingly, some of the guys still don't recognize me or realize that this is a Chris Hansen investigation. Now, we've been doing this for 18 years, and there are still guys who don't get it from a lot of standpoints. It shocks me. We had a guy who was a big-time corporate executive, a guy who, as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, drove in a huge dump truck, on and on. And so as we continue to do these investigations, and by the way, True Blue is more than just the Predator cases. We're doing a number of high-end investigative enterprise and hidden camera documentaries that are very compelling, of which I'm very proud. So I'm very excited at this opportunity. True Blue will be, in terms of the distribution of my content and other content the network's working on. The same is we re-engineered the way network shows are done in terms of being able to be enterprising and to infiltrate, to embed in the commission of a crime, to take you into a situation you wouldn't normally get to see. And that's part of our job. So I'm very excited about it. Thank you for joining me in this episode. Many, many more to come. You can always reach me on Twitter at Chris Hansen. Instagram, official Chris Hansen. Now I'm on TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen. And as I mentioned earlier at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.